RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and as always, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live, our third show at our brand new time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, Monday through Thursday. Thank you for joining us. Fireworks today in the House Oversight Committee, questioning of Christopher Ray in open door testimony. Remember, Christopher Ray was under oath, but as federal agents and emissaries of the FBI and other organizations have shown us in the past, they are experts at hiding the truth, obfuscating, deflecting, and generally not answering questions. But that doesn't mean that the Republican congressman asking them those questions didn't get a couple of good zingers in. They did, believe me, my goodness. Today, I am using a funky Republic Tropical Island. This is not an Elf Bar brand, but it's made by the same people who make Elf Bar. It's just got a larger capacity. It's delicious. Thank you very much to the people who sent this to me. All right, so we're going to talk about Christopher Ray's testimony. We're going to talk about the war in Ukraine. We're going to talk about uh, a really tragic case of a young girl being sold into sex trafficking. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back after this. Let me put something into perspective for you guys. The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s. That's when the dollar was decoupled from gold. And the U.S. government seems hell-bent on continuing this tradition. So from now until after the next elections, the government plans on printing as much money as they could ever possibly want. The last time they did that, inflation rose by 9%. So what about gold? Well, gold is the only asset that's been proven through time to withstand inflation. Invest in gold right now with Noble Gold Investments. And when you do, you'll get this free 24 karat, one quarter ounce gold standard coin for free with certain conditions. Go to my special website, redpill78gold.com right now. Once again, that's the link in the description, redpill78gold.com. Noble Gold is the only company I trust. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, and here we are. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I really and sincerely appreciate your being here with us. We have so many exciting things to talk about. Uh, If you hear some rumbling in the background, it's just beginning to thunder, and uh, we're probably going to get some rain, so hopefully the internet will remain online and we won't have any difficulties there. But while you're here, since we're just hanging out, you and me, why don't you do me a favor? Hit that like button. It's just right below the video, just to the bottom And uh, to the left, yeah, it's definitely on the left-hand side. There's a thumbs up, and then there's a thumbs down. 
Thumbs up means you like the channel, you like the video, you like the content, maybe you like a specific story. Hopefully, you like me, and that's why you're here, and not because uh, you hate me. I know that there are at least a couple of you out there. Let me see. No thumbs down yet, but I'm sure that that uh, politics ninja guy is going to be here at any moment. So, Until that time, let's show the world that uh, this channel is something worth fighting for, worth continuing to watch, and uh, worth supporting. Um, I have a bit of uh, interesting news, you guys. I got an email from Rumble asking me to attend the first Republican debate in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's in August, and... uh, I'm thinking that I'm going to go. I, I I wasn't sure if like they just, you know, like everybody, all the people who have channels, if they invited everybody. But I checked in with some people and nobody else that I know got an invitation. So I think that means that like maybe there is something special about why they invited me. So I think it's kind of cool. And I can do uh, uh, the I can do the trip. I can meet all these people, maybe meet executives at Rumble, uh, maybe even meet the uh, people who are running President Trump, hopefully. We'll see what happens, but I don't know if he's actually going to participate in that first one. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I honestly think it would be a neat experience and uh, being able to branch out and meet some different people. I think that that would be super cool, too. So uh, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, and take the plunge and uh, and that'll be August 23rd. And uh, I don't know, I'll get all my trips and everything uh, sorted out. So. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a a fun time. All right, let us begin today. I want to talk, first of all, about that tragic story of this young girl. Now, when I first heard this reported several days ago, she was only 13 years old. However, the Daily Caller is uh, reporting that she is 14 years old. Now, I suppose it's possible in the interim, perhaps she had a birthday uh, and uh, now she actually is 14. Maybe it was reported incorrectly at the start. But what's really disturbing about this story, especially in light of the government's choosing to remove language regarding sex and human trafficking from their websites and the attacks on Sound of Freedom by mainstream media and people who, you know, allegedly might be interested in engaging in child sex trafficking. This story takes place on a military base. I believe it's on Camp Pendleton. Um, So what's even more tragic is that the person who trafficked this young girl is a Marine. Uh, He's accused of trafficking this child, uh, apparently, They met on Tinder, which, of course, uh, is supposed to be for people who are over the age of 18. Now, I haven't seen a photograph of this girl. I don't know if she looks like she's aged up, but I have to be really honest with you. There is a big difference between a recently teenaged girl and an 18 or above woman. Uh, And even at the age of 18, yeah, it, quite often th- those girls look young. Okay, so this this guy should have known. So I think that at the heart of it, it points to the fact that he was well aware of exactly the type of behavior that he was getting involved in. And I think that once we determine the underlying facets of the story, I think it's going to become even more obvious. So um, they're claiming, however, that she lied and she said she was twenty two. Um, come on, like really. A 13, a 14-year-old girl says she's 22. I don't think this guy believed her. I think that he used that as an excuse, maybe. Now, 
That came out of military.com. Now, the other kind of disturbing part about this and the thing that kind of tracks with the government's recent behavior towards child sex trafficking is that it appears the military is, in fact, trying to cover this up. Um, NCIS took this Marine into custody on June 28th and then released him very shortly after there. They, They questioned him, kept him for a little bit. Asked him about his uh, experiences with this underage girl. Um, Now, he had her in his barracks on base. I don't know how long she was there for, um, but I think for any of the military men out in the audience, I mean, wouldn't it be difficult for like a grunt to keep a girl in his barracks and not have everybody else in the same room know about it? I just don't buy that this was something that he could have kept secret. Uh, Surter, if you're out there, uh, yeah, I would like to uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on it because I just don't buy this as a, a, a situation that could be covered up and people not know about it. Um, so far, NCIS and the other agencies that are looking into this are claiming that there is no evidence of human trafficking. However, the video that I saw announcing this girl being found was made by a family member who claimed that this Marine bought her for sex from someone else. Not only that, but she apparently also has mental or physical disabilities. She is somehow intellectually disadvantaged, we'll say. Uh, So there is a lot of layers to what's going on here. Uh, So there are text messages, uh, I guess, that being claimed by NCIS, which show that there is communication ahead of time between the Marine and the girl. It shows that they met on Tinder. It shows uh, the pseudonym that this girl used. It shows the fact that she claimed to be an adult. uh, And, uh, of course, it is considered an ongoing investigation. Now, the Marine has admitted to having had sexual contact with this girl in his room on June 27th, and a day prior, I guess, he drove uh, onto the base with her just hours after they first met on Tinder. So basically, they they met, he went and picked her up and and swept her in and then held onto her for some time. Um, They concluded that this girl was at Camp Pendleton for roughly about 24 hours. Again, military guys, uh, tell me, is that possible that as a grunt, You could have a girl in your barracks for 24 hours and not have people know what you're doing. Um, Now, the the other part about this is that this girl had been missing for close to two weeks. So there is a bit of a time discrepancy there. Uh, Either she ran away and then ended up meeting this guy on Tinder uh, several weeks after that fact and then was found at Camp Pendleton or – She had actually been uh, with this man for longer than the 24 hours that they're claiming. Obviously, 24 hours on base is a lot less damaging than, say, two weeks of getting passed around uh, a Marine barracks. Um, Needs ID, brother, to get on base. She needs ID. Okay. All right. So she would have needed ID to get on base. Serter, do you think that means that whoever was manning the gate had to know that this guy was bringing this girl inside because somebody must have given him a pass. You know, I've never been onto a military base, so I don't know how it works. But anyways, when the Marine was questioned by NCIS and then released uh, by his command, uh, the NCIS said that so far there are no charges that have been filed. Uh, Nothing has been uh, put onto paper in this case. And in a second interview last week uh, by NCI agents, 
uh, the girl said that she had been kept locked up and sold for sex by a pimp who she could identify only by a first name. And we don't know if that pimp is somebody on base or if it's somebody off base who perhaps had her in his possession for that two week period. Now, NCI agents are looking into the trafficking claims, but because they don't have a last name, because they don't know an address, because this girl is mentally handicapped, they don't have any other evidence to go off of. Now, that video that I mentioned uh, of a family member of this girl, that woman is Cassandra Perez. She posted a video on TikTok, uh, and she actually accused that Marine that she was found with of participating in the girl's trafficking. And she also said that it looked like Camp Pendleton uh, was going to be covering it up. Um, Let's see if we can go ahead and watch that video. But she said that our family is worried about retaliation by the military. Okay, here we go. Okay. Or end up murdered. The people potentially responsible could be located, could possibly be located here at Camp Pendleton. Hello, my name is Cassandra Perez. Please share this video with anybody and everybody. This is a warning to the public. To not jeopardize the ongoing investigation, I will not be releasing the name of the victim. However, I will be releasing details to the public to help prevent harm and hopefully find others willing to share their story. My niece is under the age of 18 and has learning disabilities. On June 10th, she went missing. And on June 27th, she was found on Camp Pendleton. Camp Pendleton is a military base in Oceanside, San Diego. She was found in the barracks by military police. She had been sold to a soldier for sex. The military is trying to cover it up. They're trying to cover it up and place majority of the blame on her. However, the reality is the whole facility allowed this to happen. The security looked her in the face and allowed this man to bring a minor onto base where he then proceeded to have sex with her. So, um, Serger asks if that's a gang tattoo on her face. It doesn't look like a gang tattoo specifically to me. I mean, it's not like an MS-13 tattoo. It looks kind of like it's like some Baroque flowery type thing, like the kind of stuff you'd see on like a porcelain vase or something. But I don't know. I can't get a really good look at it. Uh, And then uh, American Patriot says, yeah, he uh, he obviously snuck around. My, my, My real question here is, I mean, Uh, My question is the manner in which he was able to get her snuck in. If everybody has to go through the gate, if everybody has to show identification, um, then uh, would he have to have like hidden her like in the car someplace? I mean, I don't know if that's possible. Uh, Would he have to have gotten assistance by a friend at the gate? Uh, I'm I'm, I'm trying to, to create a pattern of events here that would indicate that more than just he was aware of her presence on that base. Now, I think that American Patriot also said that modern barracks are now individual rooms. So how did she not get caught when I remember doing random barracks inspections on my younger soldiers? Maybe they didn't look hard enough. This is the other thing, is that uh, the modern American military is just clearly not 
operating at the same level as it was when you guys were in there. You know, uh, in your days, a soldier was a soldier and uh, you had one job that was to uh, to keep America safe and, uh, and and look out for the guy next to you. Uh, and in today's barracks, in today's military, you got to worry about the pronouns. Uh, you have to make sure that you are uh, offsetting your carbon credits and you've got to make sure that your uh, 13-year-old sex slaves are able to hang out with you on base. So, uh, joking aside, the good news is that she was found. Um, now, uh, of course, the family believes that gate personnel were, uh, they, they were totally in on it with him. I mean, obviously, if they let her in without questioning. Um, documents do show that security guards requested the Marine and another service member ID themselves while passing through a vehicle checkpoint, but not the girl. Okay, I've answered my own question. But this now does bring another element of somebody else coming into it, because if he was with someone else while she was hiding, say, in the boot or uh, under the seat or something like that, well, I think it's likely that the other guy knew that she was in there. So the checkpoint claims that the girl was not there. Now, I'm also not putting it past the military to uh, falsify records. If they wanted to avoid a sex trafficking scandal, uh, then they would say that the girl snuck on and nobody else knew about it. Now, it also turns out that this guy has a roommate. All right. So that roommate, at the very least, would have known about this. Uh, so on June 28th, the Marine who has been accused and his roommate left the barracks and then the roommate returned later and he's the one who expelled the female victim. At that point, two Navy corpsmen later found her wandering around the bar the barracks building at 9 a.m. She got moved into a separate location within an hour, and then soon after, NCIS arrived, uh, and then uh, they began to, to do the work to uh, determine exactly what had happened. Now, San Diego Sheriff's Department has become involved as well. Uh, they recorded the victim's family uh, when they last saw her, which was on June 9th. Her family reported her missing to law enforcement on June 13th, and uh, the girl's grandmother told officials she had run away from home several times in the past, and that's according to documents. Now, if there was a, a an unnamed pimp who had uh, brought her into some type of sex trafficking uh, scheme, obviously that's outside of the purview of NCIS. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I can understand how they wouldn't have any specific direct evidence to it, especially if this girl has developmental disabilities and she doesn't have the ability to identify uh, who she was with. Uh, but I certainly hope that the San Diego Sheriff's Department does a little bit of investigation into this. And uh, and if this guy, if this Marine, if, if she really did look 22 and and he got taken advantage of and he had a fake name and a fake age. You know, I think that uh, people can make mistakes, and I think that uh, you know, especially when you're a young man, uh, you can uh, uh, you, you cannot think you can think with the wrong head. We'll just say that. Um, but I find it very difficult to believe that this young man would not know that she was definitely not 22 years old. So, uh, of course, because she's a minor, they're not showing any pictures of her, but. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, uh, if this guy really is a victim, does he deserve to have his life ruined, too? I mean, this is a serious charge. You know, I, I feel like uh, at the very least, it should be a, a, quite a learning experience for him. Uh, let me see. Maybe he was being framed, Rose says. Yeah, yeah. The pimp's name was not upgrade. It was, it was <laughs> with, uh, what was it? It's upgrade with two Ys. <laughs> 
for a double double dose of that pimp game <laughs> or two D's for a double dose of that pimp game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hold on just a second. Hold on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Idiocracy, you need to because it's one of the funniest, funniest films I've ever seen. Um, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, let's uh let's watch. Let's watch. You you guys can get an introduction to who upgrade is. However, have to arrangement with her pimp. A gentleman who goes by the name Upgrade, which he spells thusly. With two D's, as he says, for a double dose of this pimping. Upgrade agreed to loan us Rita for exactly one year and keep quiet on the matter in exchange for certain leeways with the local authorities in running his pimp game. First, however, there was the difficult challenge of gaining his trust. Collins, can we skip the technicals, please? Sure. Let me just finish here. You see, a pimp's love is very different from that of a square. Collins. Fine. We'll move on. It is a fascinating world, though. <laughs> Let me just get through all these. <laughs> Oh my god. Jesus Collins? <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> Double dose of incarceration. Man, that's about to be that Marine there. Hopefully he's got his uh, his uh, stuff in order. Oh, my God. That is so funny. No, no, no. The trolls aren't out. Leg bad. Leg bad is uh, he's 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 giving a quote from Idiocracy. Um, yeah, this is uh, that quote where you, you talk like a fact. Your shit's all retarded. The people in the future are their IQs have dropped uh, to such a level that they don't speak proper English anymore. And so anyone who speaks properly uh, in full sentences uh, and without a strange mixture of slang and country, you know, just a whole bunch of different uh, amalgamations of English. They say, you know, you sound like a fag and your shit's all retarded. <laughs> You're good, like man. You're good. But I knew that I knew when you said that somebody wasn't going to get the joke. So anyways, do me a favor. If you haven't seen Idiocracy, you need to see it because uh, that film was prophecy. We are essentially moving into uh, a world like Idiocracy. Uh, and in in the same way that uh, we have a troubling uh, trend happening here in America with people just, uh, you know, just doing unintelligent things. Uh, the FBI has had a long and storied history of doing unintelligent things. Um, obviously, Stepping all over our civil liberties, breaking the law, covering for criminals. And it's so ironic because despite every single one of these things being very well documented and Christopher Ray sitting in Congress in front of the Oversight Committee today giving testimony about all of these scandals, the FBI had the presence of mind to go on Twitter and try to rehabilitate its image. They they posted something essentially asking the American people to report crimes if they see them. So instead of getting the responses they were expecting, probably, you know, pat on the back and attaboy, perhaps maybe some uh, uh, some pointing to various crimes that people saw around the country. 
the FBI was met with an overwhelming response from the American people exposing their own crimes to themselves. And it was glorious, simply glorious. So if you or anyone you know is committing a crime or knows where a crime is being committed or you'd like to report the FBI's own crimes to them, you can get a burner phone and call them at 800-225-5324. Here's what the FBI said. They posted a meme, too. They, what did they make this on Instagram or something? Justice is better than revenge. You may not be Superman, but you can help the FBI protect the country. If you have information about a federal crime, speak now. Call 1-800-225-5324 or visit tips.fbi.gov to submit a tip. Just the tip, says the FBI. So uh, and then they include this handy dandy meme, which, uh, you know, it's all the rage. The kids are using them all over the interwebs. You can just imagine uh, the responses. I mean, think about all of the various crimes the FBI and the deep state have been involved in that they could be told about in this thread. I'm surprised they didn't shut down replies on this. It's just so funny. So uh, how about uh, spying on President Trump? Uh, How about uh, uh, using fake information to predicate investigations that uh, were violating his constitutional rights? How about lying to the American people about doing those fake phony investigations based on information that they knew wasn't real? What about hiding the Hunter Biden laptop? What about losing the Hunter Biden laptop? What about lying about the Hunter Biden laptop? What about their participation in attempting to suppress free speech regarding the Hunter Biden laptop? Remember my channel on YouTube? Well, it was the Hunter Biden laptop that got me deleted from that platform. And I think YouTube is the only platform that I haven't seen specific information coming out exposing the FBI's relationship with them. Yes, uh, there were certainly communications. We know about those. But I really was looking for a uh, a letter to YouTube from the FBI about my channel. That would be special. I would frame that. What about lying to the American public during President Trump's impeachment, knowing that President Trump had a perfect phone call, knowing that he did nothing wrong. Uh, What about uh, secret operatives on January 6th in Washington, D.C.? What about those operatives engaging in violent acts to incite the insurrection that they so often remind us of? What about their infiltration of peaceful organizations like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers? Uh, What about raiding the homes of the political opponents of the current regime? Remember when they did that? Think about how many conservatives have had their homes invaded by the FBI, the DOJ, with CNN standing in the backyard getting a good view. Uh, How about raiding opposition's the the homes of these opposition candidates and individuals based on charges that simply hold no merit, uh, clearly indicating that you are putting political pressure on the people who you believe can actually take you down. Uh, What about all of the times that they ignored every single crime that Hunter or Joe or Frank or Jim or any of the other Biden crime family members have engaged in over the last several decades? What about those poor guys in Michigan they set up in the fake Governor Gretchen Whitman Whitmer 
hacking conspiracy where there were more FBI agents involved in the plot than there were organic members of this so-called group. What about the female FBI agents that were putting up money for hotel rooms to sleep with these guys? Can you imagine just anybody out there? Can you imagine hating Hating a whole segment of the population so much. You're an FBI agent. You're a female FBI agent. And your superiors tell you, do whatever it takes. And the first thing you do is you sleep with one of these guys and then wrap them around your little finger. Once you get them uh, all uh, all dipped and, uh, and wicked, you uh, end up turning them into domestic terrorists. It's freaking ridiculous. What about uh, all of the deals that the Bidens have been involved in? What about the uh, uh, failing to register as a foreign agent? What about bribes and uh, pay for pay pay for play schemes? What about when they told us that they had investigated the fraud of the 2020 election? Yeah, I don't think that they ever did. So the response from America on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess if your boss says it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. That's so funny. Okay, hold on. Is there an actual bot in the chat? Is somebody posting stuff that... Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> PJ's down. We'll get to it, PJ's. We'll get to it. Okay, so... How about that time that the FBI colluded with the Ukrainian SBU to censor Americans who the Ukrainians believed were a threat to their propaganda machine taking place in Eastern Europe? Uh, Victoria Taft says, I'd like to report Joe and Hunter Biden for receiving alleged bribes and kickbacks from foreign actors in exchange for policy decisions. Hashtag Ukraine. Hashtag Romania. Hashtag China. At Joe Biden, hashtag Hunter Biden. And then Tom Elliott says, you should look into FBI agents illegally censoring Americans and social media on behalf of foreign nations. Has anyone from the FBI turned themselves in with regard to the pipe bomb at DNC HQ yet? Nope, I don't think so. And then somebody else, Jim Satala says, maybe start looking inside your own building. And then Ultra Maga Force says, is this a joke coming from the most corrupted agency in the United States of America? Well, that is the funny part. It's not a joke. There is a zero level of self-awareness from the FBI. Uh, and uh, I haven't seen any replies from them indicating that perhaps they've had, uh, you know, a, a thought or two about putting this out there since the moment they did. But if you go and take a look at these replies, uh, it's savage, and it continues on. Oh, God. Oh, look at this one. Talking about female FBI agents and trapping uh, just average guys looking to get laid. Oh, my God. Yes, you're so extreme. Did you buy the fertilizer, though? <laughs> look at FBI thoughts. Oh, somebody posted a picture of Hillary Clinton with every name from the Clinton body count written out on her face. Oh, that is so funny. You're the bad guys. Uh, we are the bad guys. That's the FBI. All right. So getting into Christopher Ray's testimony, my goodness, guys, it was an incredible day. They did not disappoint on the oversight committee. They really brought Christopher Ray to heal. They called him to task in so many things. He had a whole bunch of un uncomfortable non-answers. We'll go through each of the best moments here in just a moment. But first, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. I'll see you in a second on the other side. 
According to the CDC, 73.6% of adults are overweight, with a further 40% of those adults in the obese category. Now, this is why I highly recommend including this amazing supplement in your daily routine. It contains naturally sourced ingredients straight from the earth to support weight loss. Its main ingredient is called conjugated linoleic acid, or CLA for short. It's been shown to reduce fat storage while speeding up the breakdown of the fat that you do have. The CLA and this product is essentially hindering your body's ability to store fat in favor of supporting your body's ability to burn that fat and break it down. Try it today for 51% off, plus get several free bonuses. You can order right now by going to my special link, trimwithred.com, or just click the link in the description box below. Once again, that's trimwithred.com, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around, guys. Please, if you haven't yet, consider hitting that like button. We do have two people in the chat who are not fans of the show. I want to thank you both for being here, because at the end of the day, a view is a view and a couple of thumbs down really are a drop in the bucket when it comes to the totality of the audience. So beginning here, Representative Mike Johnson uh, rattled off a list of FBI scandals directly to Christopher Ray. Uh, Republican Mike Johnson is uh, from Louisiana, and when his chance to get in front of Christopher Ray uh, in at the Weaponization Committee oversight hearing, uh, he did not disappoint. He told Christopher Ray that the American people have lost faith in the agency. Uh, I would say that that faith was gone many years ago. As far as I'm concerned, I haven't had much faith in the FBI for decades at this point. Uh, but of course, you know, even before they were persecuting President Trump, I knew that the FBI was uh, using some really despicable tactics uh, to pad their numbers and go after people uh, for uh, these uh, Islamic terror attacks. And what they would do is, is they would go find some, you know, mentally handicapped guy, a pizza boy or something like that. They would get him all worked up, get him drunk, tell him that uh, they needed to blow something up for Allah, take advantage of him, uh, and then sell him a, a, a used pinball machine parts inside of a, a, a pizza box and then tell him that it was going to be a bomb or something like that. But there are a whole bunch of different instances. And in recent years, there have been uh, several instances uh, where where they've done the same thing to young white men who also had developmental or learning disabilities. They attempted uh, to frame them as terrorists, and now they continue to do the same thing. So let me just say this, guys. Hopefully every single one of you is smart enough to never get caught up in a sting like that. But if anybody, anybody comes to you and says something like, hey, you know what would be a good idea? I, I want you to just know that 99% that person is probably a Fed. There is a reason why we call it Fed posting in the chat. Don't come in here saying that we need to go do something stupid because that's exactly what the FBI would do. That's what they did on January 6th. That's what they've done to so many innocent people in the past. And I will never find myself caught up in a situation like that. So, the American people don't trust the FBI. It is the time and time again, we have instances of the agency trampling all over rights of the American people, overreach in their power, uh, completely just taking a leak on our civil rights, using the FBI as a political tool over and over again. Johnson said, there is no time to mince words. The American people have lost faith in the FBI. All of our constituents are demanding that we get this situation under control, and we have to do that. I will say this. Mike Johnson, 
I think he and the others in Congress are actually listening to us. They hear the American people. They see those tweets. The FBI may not be smart enough to read them and figure out that they need to change something, or they might be so arrogant to think that they don't need to change anything. But if Congress is paying attention, if they understand the power that they have inherent in their branch of government, power of the purse, well, they can actually make a change that would forever alter the path of the FBI. He says, we're going to get that under control. That's our responsibility. This is not a political party issue, sir. This is about whether the very system of justice in this country can be trusted anymore. It cannot. Without that, no republic can survive. See, the American people that we represent are losing count of the scandals that are mounting. T.Z. Burton, I only like Mulder and Scully of the FBI. Love you too, Esther. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, I'm a fan of Mulder and Scully as well. I haven't seen the X-Files in many, many years. All right, so then Johnson began to list off a series of scandals that the FBI has been involved in. Uh, That includes targeting of conservatives, um, removing information from social media platforms, either at the behest of the federal government or foreign governments, uh, arresting pro-life people, people who are simply fighting for the rights of babies to be born, uh, raiding the home of President Donald Trump and probably preparing to raid his home in uh, New Jersey and uh, any others that he might have as well. Uh, And then specifically confronting Christopher Ray on John Durham's report, which at the end of the day, despite the fact that there were no indictments or anything, it, it definitely concluded that the FBI failed to uphold its mission to strict fidelity to the law. That is a really flowery way of saying that the FBI broke the law. The FBI chose not to follow the law or the FBI chose to use the law to implement it selectively so that they could take out the political enemies of the people that were controlling them. Uh, And this goes well far back beyond the 2016 presidential election. The FBI has been corrupt for years. Let's take a listen to Representative Johnson. For the ones uh, finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. Here, For let the me ones wearing many hats. Shut, oh, gosh. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. Okay, that should be turned off for you guys now. How do we get our accounts back? When do we sue them all? Screw the FBI. I, I don't know. Which accounts are you talking about? Are you talking about YouTube or Twitter or something like that? I mean, if you're on, if you're trying to get your Twitter account back, just keep sending appeals. Because every time you send an appeal, it goes to somebody different. And you never know who's going to see it. Here we go. The five-minute rule with questions. The chair recognizes the gentleman from Louisiana, Mr. Johnson. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Director Ray, this is no time to mince words. The American people have lost faith in the FBI. All of our constituents are demanding that we get this situation under control, and we have to do that. That's our responsibility. This is not a political party issue, sir. This is about whether the very system of justice in our country can be trusted anymore. Without that, no republic can survive. See, the American people that we represent are losing count of the scandals that are mounting. The FBI has been involved. They've seen evidence that it's being used as a political tool of the Biden administration. They've seen counterterrorism resources being used against school parents, the homes of conservative political opponents being raided. They've seen conservative states being targeted over their election integrity laws and conservative Catholics and pro-life citizens and testified that the Justice Department and the FBI should never have launched the bogus Trump-Russia investigation. And his lengthy report reluctantly concluded 
that the FBI, quote, failed to uphold its mission of strict fidelity to the law. Just last week, NBC had a poll. Only 37% of registered voters now view the FBI positively. 35. I would suggest that it may be less than that. 37% view the FBI favorably. 35% view them, what, unfavorably? Percent have a negative view. In negative. 2018. All right. So I think we've heard enough. I mean, we know what the FBI has done. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but uh, I'd like to focus on some of the other congressmen on the Weaponization Committee uh, confronting Christopher Ray about a, a number of these issues specifically. January 6th, obviously, is an issue that is very close to my heart. Uh, it's very close to your hearts as well. It's the moment that our republic was fully seized by the current authoritarian regime, the illegitimate ruler that we have sitting in Washington, D.C see right now. It's the moment they slit Donald Trump's political throat and made sure that people in Washington would be cowards and not support him. Now, maybe they did us a favor at the end of the day. Maybe when it's all said and done, the people of America will have gone through such a horrific time, uh, having lost everything, watching their country ripped apart from within, controlled, destroyed by the same elements that were attempting to destroy Donald Trump throughout his entire time in office. And maybe as a result of that, things will be better. I mean, that's what I'm going for. That is what I'm hoping for, because that's truly what I believe is happening right now. Johnson was not, uh, uh, you know, inflating those numbers. Fully one third of the country hates the FBI. Another third doesn't really like the job that the FBI is doing. And then finally, one more third looks at the FBI and says, ah, oh, you know, that's a good thing. And that's the Democrats. That's like the the hardcore leftists who are not, I guess, like Antifa uh, operatives. Um, but, uh, but this issue of FBI sources in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, we know this to be the case uh, because uh, different people in the federal government have been asked about it at different times. And if the answer was no, there were nobody working for the FBI in that crowd, then they would go ahead and say that there would be no reason uh, to claim that as a result of an ongoing investigation or to protect sources and methods, uh, they wouldn't be able to say it. But Daryl Issa, Republican, California, asked Christopher Ray whether or not the Bureau had informants among the January 6th rioters. Now, Ray, over and over again in the past when confronted about this, has declined whether or not uh, he wanted to answer on uh, the the presence of the Bureau having rioters in the crowd on Washington, D.C., January 6th. Uh, now, defense attorneys in uh, some of these cases have alleged in court uh, and have shown, I believe, that federal assets were embedded in the crowd. Uh, one of those alleged assets, and I say alleged because it hasn't been proved yet, but that would be Ray Epps. Ray Epps actually just filed a defamation lawsuit against uh, Fox News because they said he was likely a uh, FBI asset. Uh, what's also interesting is that the New York Times just suggested that Ray Epps go ahead and do that. I tend to think that Ray Epps is getting some help from behind the scenes. But uh, although he has refused to answer, uh, although their presence, uh, I believe, has been proven by defense attorneys in these January 6th trials, um, I, I think that the videos themselves, uh, the, the, the photographic evidence that we have of people in masks wearing identifiable clothing, smashing out windows, making their way uh, off the FBI most wanted list. The FBI wasn't interested in those particular people, but 
Uh, we also had uh, the FBI being embedded in the Proud Boys. They uh, planted that document, which led to Stuart Rhodes and others getting uh, decades in prison. Uh, they did the same thing to uh, the uh, the Proud Boys, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. Um, he said how many individuals were either FBI employees or people that the FBI had made contact with were in the January 6th entry of the Capitol and surrounding area. And Ray says this, I really need to be careful here talking about where we have or have not used confidential human sources. Now, Isa cut him off and said, was there more one or more individuals that would fit that description on January 6th that were in or around the Capitol. Ray countered with, I believe there is a filing in one of these January 6th cases that can provide a little more information on this, and I'm happy to see if we can follow back with you on that. Uh, He said, I just want the answer. Was there one or more? I mean, you would know if there was at least one individual who worked at the FBI who entered the Capitol on that day. Well, I can't speak to that here, but I'm happy to get you the court filing. See, this is the thing. You know, if the information's out there, Christopher Ray, then you're not protecting sources and methods. You're just refusing to answer the question. Now, you know, anytime I, I like, you know, try to discern, like, what are people's motivations in situations like this? You know, is is Christopher Ray protecting the FBI? Uh, is Christopher Ray trying to force the awakening of the American people? Uh, is Christopher Ray trying to protect his own ass? Yeah, I, I really don't know. What matters to me is the perception. And the perception for the people of America uh, is that the FBI protects itself. The FBI works for whoever's in charge as long as they're deep state. And the FBI will come after you if you engage in political wrong think. That is what is most important to me. And I think that for the American people to recognize that uh, and uh, and to rail against it, to fight against it, that's the point that we're getting to. Uh, ISIS said it's been two years and you've now come before us. The gentleman asks these questions, makes all kinds of insinuations, and you nod your head yes. And then I ask simply, was there one or more? And you won't answer it. So I'm going to make the assumption that there was one or more, more than five, more than ten. And you're ducking the question because you don't want to answer for the fact that you had at least one and somehow missed understanding that some of the individuals were very dangerous and that there were others inciting individuals to enter the Capitol after windows broke. That public awakening is the most important aspect of this exercise. And uh, for us, you know, we've been following these things for many years. We've seen it firsthand. We've witnessed these people twist the American system around to fit their own ends and uh, to ensure their own victory while punishing people like us. The rest of America is waking up to it, too. That's what's really happening here. Uh, you know, another thing I would have loved to have asked Christopher Ray about is the uh, the pipe bombs. You know, I mean, uh, don't you remember how many times Christopher Ray has uh, come before Congress and talked about uh, the, the threats of domestic terrorism and just how it's so dangerous? And, you know, I mean, uh, they spent so much time on January 6th, so much time trying to figure out who all those people were tracking them all over the country. They're still going after people. But they can't find the dude on video that planted pipe bombs at both the RNC and the DNC. Get the fuck out of here. I don't believe that, Christopher Ray. And Thomas Massey did not disappoint on this respect. He asked about the investigation into the pipe bomber. He wants to know, what is the FBI doing? Because two pipe bombs in D.C. on January 6th that both the RNC 
and the DNC planted the night before. The guy's on video. They've got him walking all around. I think they also, like, lost the cell phone data. How convenient. So they can't determine who's responsible for him. I mean, this is about as believable to me as the White House not having video of Hunter Biden sliding a bag of Coke into that cubbyhole. Massey noted uh, during uh, a recent interview with FBI Assistant Director Steve D'Antonio, who allegedly said during the interview, some of the phone data could have helped track the could have helped the authorities track down the perpetrator. However, it was corrupted and unusable. Are you telling me there's only one copy of this information uh, with uh, every single bit and bite copied and collated and marked and filed every single piece of communication going through the airwaves. The government knows about it. But they only had one copy of this stuff right here, probably the most important thing from January 6th. you got to be kidding me. Why is it that this one person's phone data was corrupted while all of the other patriots in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, their data was not corrupted? Absolutely ridiculous. Now, according to Massey, D'Antonio is uh, is said no one is sure how the second pipe bomb was found at the DNC. Wasn't there some story that like Kamala Harris found this at the beginning? I mean, I feel like that was the story, but apparently now they have abandoned that narrative. Uh, So we have no idea. 900 days ago is when this happened. You said you had total confidence we'd apprehend a suspect. We found video that looks like somebody, a passerby, miraculously found this pipe bomb at the DNC and then notified police. Miraculously, I say, because it was in specifically the same, the precise time to cause a maximum distraction from the events going on at the Capitol. And that's what I really like here. Thomas Massey insinuating that this might have been a false flag. I certainly believe that it was. We've got video footage showing that an individual with a mask on, wearing a hat, walks past the DNC before going to one police vehicle and one Secret Service detail vehicle while holding a backpack with a mask on and talking to the police. Within seconds, the agents get out of their vehicles and start scrambling. Massey said he doesn't believe the individuals did all of that accidentally. He had a purpose in mind, and what transpired after that was a result of information that persecuted him. If that person found the bomb, would they be a suspect? Well, I think that in any normal situation, certainly they would be. Again, I don't want to speculate about certain specific individuals. I'll tell you, we've done thousands of interviews, reviewed something like 40,000 video files, of which... This is one we've assessed 500-something tapes. Ray says to Massey. Now, Massey asks, have you interviewed that person? This seems like a pretty obvious, uh, easy answer. He said, we've conducted all logical investigative steps, except for solving the crime, and interviewed all logical individuals at this point. Then you need to tell us what you found, because we're finding stuff that you haven't released to the public. Uh, I think that there's only one logical reason why the FBI couldn't solve this crime. Maybe it's because they're the perpetrators of it. That sounds like the, the most obvious answer to me. I'll tell you what the FBI is good at, though, persecuting the political enemies of the uh, powered regime, the people sitting in ivory towers in Washington, D.C. right now. When they point, when they point, you better make sure that you're not standing in front of that finger. Remember the persecution of Roman Catholics by the FBI. 
God, it's a weird thing that the FBI is so good at going after people who are uh, believers in in God and Jesus, but they can't find a, a single pipe bomb maker in the most video surveilled city on planet Earth, certainly in the United States of America. Uh, and with as much spying as goes on in Washington, D.C., you would imagine that they would have some sort of system to track every single phone and track every single signal and every WhatsApp. And I mean, Hunter Biden would tell you, WhatsApp is not a safe app to use. <laughs> oh. Uh, L, L, Lieutenant Alty 440 says, got to be careful with all the young girls that you met. A lot of young girls saying they were a lot older than they were. Well, you know, I mean, for me personally, it's not an issue because I, I date an adult who is my age. Um, and, uh, and I understand that in today's dating world, it is a completely different scenario with all of this, uh, online dating, uh, you know, you really don't know. Um, but I just feel like from my own personal experience, like when I was out in the dating pool, there's a major difference between, uh, you know, a high school girl or a middle school aged girl and an adult woman. Um, and then, uh, also says, uh, when I was stationed at Lakehurst, New Jersey, E5 and up had their own barracks room. 24 hour stay was easy to pull off. Okay. Uh, thick races hashtag the truth is loose uh creative writer says truly appreciate you going over this story thank you very much appreciate you being here who cares uh high five zach and rpgf get me in and i'll drive up in the rv for two or three days lol we can meet up let me know if you're coming to uh, uh northeast florida and we'll uh, we'll get together buddy we'll get some lunch all right so again the fbi when it comes to certain tasks say, covering up for the crimes of the son of the president. They know how to do that. But when they want to figure out who sent, who planted some pipe bombs at the RNC and the DNC, they, they don't want to do that because I think that they have something to do with it. They also knew that they wanted to go after Catholics. And Jim Jordan, I'm pretty sure he's Catholic. So this is the, the perfect uh, uh, congressman to confront Christopher Ray on this. Um, remember that redacted FBI field office memo from Richmond uh, that was published in late January? Uh, this is the document which revealed the targeting of Catholics uh, re rejecting reforms from the Second Vatican Council. So these are, quote, traditional Catholics uh, who attended the pre-1970 Latin Mass. And they claim that they are susceptible to anti-Semitism, uh, anti-immigration, anti-LGBTQ, and of course, white supremist technology or ideology, not technology. <laughs> so they put informants into churches looking for older traditional Catholics uh, so that they could you know, probably entrap them. Hey, hey, buddy, what are you doing? Are you a white supremist? Do you think you'd like to kidnap the Pope with me? Okay, let's go. Um, so uh, asking about this, Jim Jordan said, by the way, the copy you gave us, when can we get a copy that doesn't have all these redactions on it so we can actually see what the American taxpayers were paying for to see their rights, their First Amendment religious re religious liberty rights attacked? Uh, he also read out a portion of the document intending to place the informants in churches. Now, 
Ray claimed the memo is appalling and that he would not defend it. He then argued the agency does not operate any agency resources to target religious organizations. Well, I beg to differ, Christopher Ray. We've got the paper right here. I mean, this is the proof. What else do we need? He says, we do not recruit, open, operate confidential human sources to infiltrate target report on religious organizations. That's a lie. That's a lie. You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that, Christopher Ray? You sure about that? He said, that's not what this is. It sounds like you were trying to do it in Richmond, Virginia, Jim Jordan said. I mean, I think that's hard to deny. He said, although that they did they did publish this piece of paper in Richmond, there was no investigative action. It means we never actually placed any informants inside these Catholic churches. Well, not that we know of yet. So uh, waiting another year, maybe another two years to see if uh, we have anybody who uh, pops up as a uh, as a, uh, a radical Catholic neo traditional terrorist. We'll see what happens there. Um, but um, another thing the FBI seems to have been really really good at. Whenever they put their mind to something, again they know how to accomplish a goal. And when they wanted to suppress the free speech of the American people, well, they were very very successful at it. And thank God for Missouri versus Biden. Thank God for Judge Doty. Thank God for the injunction which has placed a roadblock between Christopher Ray and the FBI or any of these federal agencies and the social media companies that were working for them to censor our speech. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate that. Uh, all of the VIP tickets are gone, Zach, for Gart. Surely if I fly in from Australia, an exception can be made on the basis I have traveled the furthest to attend. I I don't know. Um, I know that there are, um, man, I, I would reach, I would reach out honestly to John through the website, um, because I can't make that, I can't make that promise to you. Um, I know that there are only, there is capacity for the venue, and I don't know like what the uh, the qualifications are for how many tickets they chose um, to have available for VIP. Reach out to John and I will tell him that you're going to. Um, but yeah, I, I can't promise you that, that vector. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, so anyways, uh, Christopher Ray, uh, he really heard it from a couple of congressmen today in regards to his uh, – his assistance in in helping the federal government to shut down the free speech of average American citizens, people like us. Give me a one in the chat. Give me a one in the chat. If you were silenced by social media and likely by the federal government. So on uh, on Independence Day, it's no mistake that uh, Judge Terry Doty brought down that decision, putting the injunction on place, forcing the FBI and the DOJ to no longer Co- coordinate with these social media companies to shut down our free speech. Uh, let me see. Look at that. Yep. Uh, Mike Johnson grilled Christopher Ray about this. Uh, also uh, specifically asking about uh, a number of doctors who were shut down because of their speech. Uh, so with uh, Mike Johnson's questioning, let's go ahead and actually hear that. How to escape the heat if you don't have an air conditioner. This only takes five minutes. Explosive, explosive, 155-page opinion. 
from a federal court in my home state of Louisiana, it explains in detail that the FBI has been directly involved in what the, con- the court says is, quote, arguably the most massive attack against free speech in United States oh, history. Yeah. The court ordered the White House, DOJ, and FBI, among others, to immediately cease colluding with and coercing social media companies to suppress American speech, of course, conservative speech in particular. Director Ray, I find it stunning. You made no mention of this court opinion, either in your opening statement today or in this lengthy 14-page report that you prepared on July 12th, which is eight days after the court ruling. Have you read the ruling, sir? Uh, I am familiar with the ruling, and I've uh, reviewed it with our Office of General Counsel. Are you deeply disturbed by what they've told you about the ruling, if you haven't read it yourself? Uh, Obviously, we're going to comply with the court's order, the court's preliminary injunction. We sent out guidance to the field and the headquarters uh, about how to do that. Uh, Needless to say, the the injunction itself is a subject of ongoing litigation, uh, and so I'll I'll decline to comment further on it. Well, let me tell you what the... And then oh, what, what a coward. What a coward, Christopher Ray. You know, obviously you're going to have to comply with this injunction. Uh, but the truth of the matter is you never should have been engaging in this behavior from the get go. The Constitution is the law of the land. OK, it is the overwhelming, I guess, layer that protects us from the overreach of the government. And there's a reason that the First Amendment is freedom of speech. So for the federal government to put pressure on these private companies to silence the voices of people like us, political dissidents, conservatives, activists, working to raise awareness, to expose corruption, to show this corrupt and failed system out the door, well, it is a fundamental violation of the very foundation of our country. Christopher Ray uh, said that, you know, well, he said that they were going to comply with this injunction, although however it is ongoing, he's hoping, I think, that it's going to be lifted. But uh, yeah, he, I mean, he admitted uh, when being asked uh, uh, about this in session that, yeah, I mean, the FBI was meeting with social media companies. I mean, we don't need Christopher Ray to admit that. I mean, we have the actual emails, the Twitter files exposed, all of that. Uh, so Uh, He was speaking with uh, Harriet Hagman, and uh, she asked, do you really expect the American public to believe that you were not involved in the decisions related to using social media companies to suppress the First Amendment rights of American citizens? And Christopher Ray says, I can only speak to what the facts are. That's a it's a very non answer answer. Hold on, I got to open it up a new window. Sartre says dismantle the seventh floor. As far as I know, the seventh floor was already dismantled. That was like one of the first things Trump did. But of course, you know, the deep state, the seventh floor extends far beyond the seventh floor. This is why I say the uh, the the administrative branch of the federal government is the most dangerous because those unelected bureaucrats, once they get a job in the federal government, uh, you know, they're essentially protected for life. I mean, you have to do something like really heinous to get fired from the federal government. You know, I mean, like this, this is you know, it's one of the reasons why I initially wanted to work for the federal government. You know, I thought like, you know, not only could I have a, a positive effect from the inside, um, but uh, it would be difficult for them to get rid of me. But then I realized that there it, it was hopeless for somebody like me to uh, to get involved in that way.
and I figured I could have uh, more of an impact from out here. So here we are, Red Pill News. Thank you very much for subscribing to Red Pill 78. Follow me on pilled.net. Follow me on rumble.com. Follow me on uh, Truth, on Twitter, on Gab, on Getter. Uh, we are live on all of them. Uh, Bliss One over on Getter says, hello from Ohio. Fight for us, Jim Jordan. Okay, let's go ahead and listen to Harriet Hagman. Bring it home with Christopher Ray. Uh, Director Way, you and I both know that the federal government is forbidden from doing indirectly what it cannot do directly. In other words, neither you nor the FBI have any legal authority to circumvent the First Amendment by using a surrogate to do your dirty work. Yet that is exactly what you have been doing. The Boom. Bureau, under your watch, has been using proxies to violate the First Amendment. Were you the person who gave the orders to use these social media companies to violate the First Amendment, violate Americans' First Amendment rights? Again, I don't agree with your description of our engagement with so social who, media companies. So, so who made the decision to use social media companies? Oh, come on, Twitter. As a proxy to suppress the First Amendment rights of American citizens. Because I don't believe that's what we did, I'm not sure there's anyone that would have made such a decision. Do you really Wait, 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 but the judge, the judge, Christopher Ray, the judge says that's exactly what you did. That's why this injunction is in place. That's why you're no longer allowed to meet with social media companies and tell them what speech of which Americans to silence the American public to believe that you were not involved in the decisions related to using social media companies to suppress the First Amendment rights of, of, of American citizens? I can't help what people will believe or not. I can only speak to what the facts are. The facts, as they are, have not been laid out. Christopher Ray never answered the question. We know that he was involved. We know that FBI brass was directly implicated in the silencing, the, 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 the condemnation, the silencing of Americans, uh, the, the, the sacrificing of our First Amendment rights. Uh, and, of course, the FBI has also been directly involved in covering up the crimes of the Biden family from here until eternity. And Matt Gates, which uh, is I, I believe Matt Gates brings the fire. OK, if you're going to have someone create some sound bites for your party or for your committee, Matt Gates is the guy to do it. I would love someday to interview Matt Gates. Um, but, uh, you know, I just I feel like uh, I. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like there is a um, uh, like, I don't know. When people get to a certain point, I think maybe I'm damaging to them and I don't want to be. I want to help them. Um, but uh, I don't I don't ever want to be the reason why somebody isn't taken seriously. So maybe Matt Gates will allow me to interview him someday, but we'll see. Let's go ahead and take a listen to his interaction with Christopher Ray uh, regarding the uh, the takedown of the Biden crime family. So um, Gates asked Christopher Ray uh, after reading the Hunter Biden WhatsApp message, if that sounded like a shakedown, let's go ahead and take a listen. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call. Come on, Elon. With my father. 
Shakedown, doesn't it, Director? <laughs> Christopher Ray's face. I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about <laughs> Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not, the has no well, interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown. And everyone knows why you won't answer it. Because to ev to the people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. I'm I, I think Matt Gates is 100% correct. It's clear that that message that Hunter Biden sent was in regards to a shakedown. Uh, it was obviously something that was covered up by the FBI um, when they were brought this information prior to Joe Biden even announcing his candidacy. They shut it down. They buried it. Uh, they did it at the FBI. They did it at the DOJ. Christopher Ray was there for the whole thing. Uh, you can't tell me that a claim like that would come in about a political candidate about to run for president and it wouldn't make its way to the heights of the FBI. I mean, it immediately rose to the heights of the FBI when it was about Donald Trump and the FBI under James Comey took strong, decisive action to go after and investigate this stuff. It's almost like the FBI just uh, wants to pretend the Bidens don't exist. You know, uh, it's clear that they have no interest in going after them. It's clear that they are protecting them. And it's clear that uh, they are attempting to uh, uh, minimize the claims of the various whistleblowers who have come forward to suggest that the Bidens are involved in an active criminal conspiracy using the United States of America as a personal piggy bank, as a point of leverage to trade policy for millions of dollars in blackmail and other payments. Uh, here is... Another exchange between Matt Gates and Christopher Ray. Uh, this is after his uh, discussion regarding. Well, actually, hold on. We're, th this this looks FBI. like a, this is this is a longer exchange. So let's just go ahead and listen to the whole thing because I, I think it's worth it. Not they are buying information about our fellow Americans, and the answer is well, we'll just have to get back to you on that. It sounds really complicated, but I have other questions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Look at his face. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, director? <laughs> I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not the has no well, hold interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But let's go from the uncurious to the downright nosy. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Well, there are reports that have come out with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, 
more than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that, that assessment by the Inspector General? I'm not, I'm not sure, actually, that's a, a correct characterization of the Inspector General's uh, oh, well, findings on well, that. Well, the Internet will remind you but of I, that in moments. But, but let, let's now go to uh, what the, the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. Would, would, do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers I sit here right now. What I can Seems like you, a number you should know. How many times <laughs> the FBI is breaking the law under your watch, especially if it's like over a million to not know that number? And I'm worried about your veracity on the subject as well. Play, this, play the video. Letters for investigation the of court? the Capitol. I don't believe FISA is remotely implicated in our investigation. So, so there, Senator Lee's asking you whether or not FISA was in any way involved in your January 6th investigation, and you say no. It, was that truthful? I said that I did not believe it was. Okay, so now let's pull up what the court said, which was something a little different than what you said. <laughs> so, so here, nope, that's not the right one. Yeah, here we go. Right there. It says the government has reported additional significant violations of the querying standard, including several relating to the January 6, 2021 breach of the Capitol. So I guess the question, Director Ray, is did, did you not know when you were answering these questions that the FBI was engaging in these illegal searches or did you perjure yourself to Senator Lee? I certainly didn't perjure myself at the time that I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, I didn't have that piece of information. I will add... Well, that was a court order. You didn't have that piece of information because the court hadn't yet rendered a judgment. Did you not know when you gave the untruthful answer before Senator Lee that this was going on? It was a, it was a truthful answer. I did not believe FISA had been involved in the January 6th. But it was. So you didn't... The answer is the FBI... Tell me, tell me how the FBI director would not know how FISA had been involved in the investigations of January 6th because the FBI is the ones asking for access using that particular mechanism. mm, Christopher, I think he might have perjured himself. Broken so bad that people can go and engage in queries that when you come before the Congress to answer questions, you're like blissfully ignorant. You're blissfully ignorant as to the unlawful queries. You're blissfully ignorant as to the Biden shakedown regime. And it just seems like it gets into a kind of a creepy place as well. Go to our, our next image on what the court said. Like, just so the American people realize, the, the court has smacked you down, alleging or ruling FBI personnel apparently conducted queries for improper personal reasons. People were looking themselves up. They were looking their ex-lovers up. Who has been held accountable or fired as a consequence of the FBI using the FISA process as their, like, creepy personal snoop machine? (laughs) There have been instances in which individuals uh, have had disciplinary action uh, and who are no longer with it. I I can't get into it here, but we can follow back up with you. But don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director Ray, that you preside over the FBI— that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history. 
People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100 percent. We're deeply proud of them. And they. Oh, he said, we're deeply proud of them and they deserve better than you. Absolutely brilliant. That was the final word. It's true. Uh, I think I've said this so many times and people always give me shit over it. But there are undoubtedly good men and women who devote their lives to working for the FBI because they believe in the mission. They believe in the... The power of the investigatory body looking into crimes, stopping people from engaging in corruption, doing terrible things, doing exactly what the Bidens have done. But then there are just as many people who devote their lives to working for the FBI so that they can go to work for those evil doers. They want the money. They want the power. Uh, they want the ability to look up their ex-lovers in the FISA system. <laughs> but yes. Uh, Christopher Ray, uh, I, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe anything that comes out of this man's mouth. All right. So, uh, on that note, with all of these scandals and, and everything that the FBI could be confronted with, uh, apparently, uh, the House GOP is also continuing to look into the crimes of the Department uh, of the of Homeland Security, uh, and they have a report which details illegal activity uh, that is set to be dropped. Uh, this would be in regards to illegal activity by Alejandro Mayorkas. They believe that he broke the law. Uh, Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mark Green is about to release this lengthy report. As soon as we get it, obviously, we'll go over it here. Um, but they launched this probe into Mayorkas back in uh, mid-June, June 14th. They were focusing on his dereliction of duty. I think I've said this before. I think that Mayorkas is probably like the easiest case you can make for dereliction of duty, for abdication of oath, uh, for his refusal to uphold the laws of this country. Alejandro Mayorkas has has presided over the largest influx of illegal migrants coming into this country, illegal aliens in the history of our nation. And as he's done that, the country has begun to burst at the seams with illegals pouring into cities all over this nation, Uh, oftentimes Democrat-run cities uh, because those are the ones where the sanctuaries are. Um, But Green says more than 100 pages of findings from the first phase of this ongoing probe are going to be released within the next couple of weeks. Uh, No idea how many phases are going to be included in there, but... Obviously, uh, there's going to be uh, more than one. Now, he says the list of everything that we've learned so far in phase one, the dereliction of duty phase, will be published very shortly. In fact, I'm proofing the final document. It's like 111 pages, but laws that have been violated. In some cases, we believe Mayorkas has broken the law himself. So not only directing his subordinates to ignore the law, but Alejandro Mayorkas himself specifically, intentionally violating the law. There have been several instances where Mayorkas has committed intentional and willful dereliction of duty, uh, referring to the DHS's use of CBP one phone applications to allow tens of thousands of migrants to enter the country each month through ports of entries at the southern border. That's that app. 
They give the illegal immigrant a phone with an app on it, and they say, you just hold on to this, and we'll text you when it's time for you to come in for your hearing. And then that person just disappears into the ether. They are uh, gone into the fabric of the United States, never to return again. Um Also, Mayorkas lied to Congress when he asserted that uh, Department of Homeland Security had operational control of the U.S.-Mexico border. Nobody's controlling the border except for the cartels. There's lying to Congress. There is the CBP-1 app, which is just one big shell game to produce automatic mass parole in violation of the laws passed by Congress. It is a wanton disregard for the separation of powers in the Constitution of the United States. Thank God people have been paying attention. Thank God somebody has been doing something. Because as we've said so many times, it feels like these people are just allowing the country to be destroyed, just just taken apart one by one. There's also sort of negligent dereliction of duty. He admitted in the Senate that he didn't understand the cartel strategy, despite the fact that Merrick Garland very clearly understood it when he testified. If you're the guy who's in charge of homeland security and protecting the borders and going against the cartels, you probably ought to understand the major strategies of the cartels. Uh, Mayorkas seemingly not knowing about cartel wristbands that were used by uh, migrants tracking them across the border uh, when he was asked about it by Senator Ted Cruz. I mean, I'd only in the federal government can you fail upwards so spectacularly. I don't know what Mayorkas's uh, qualifications were for this job before he came in, but uh, clearly uh, he has not shown himself to be competent in any sense of the word. So you guys know this. There are already articles of impeachment against Mayorkas uh, brought forth by Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, she uh, is uh, is still ongoing with that. Um, she said that the final phase of the probe is going to include information from anonymous U.S. officials. So these are probably whistleblowers who have been speaking with the committee uh, that they hope will become whistleblowers and testify publicly. Right now, they're just anonymous people in the government. But uh, in May, it was said that uh, they were speaking with officials uh, that had already shared evidence of potential fraud, potential fraud that Mayorkas had committed. I would love to see somebody like Alejandro Mayorkas uh, indicted, arrested, and thrown in prison. Um, So if they get whistleblower status, uh, they get protection, and then they can come forward and testify. But of course, they're reluctant to do so. I mean, to become a whistleblower in this current environment, I mean, that's essentially career suicide. You're throwing away your entire life uh, for, for what? You know, I mean, I think a lot of these people look at what's happened to whistleblowers before them, and all they see is that these people get their lives destroyed, they get fired from their jobs, uh, and uh, and they essentially have their careers ruined, and then nothing happens. Well, we need to change that. We need as many whistleblowers as possible to come forward. Show us exactly who in the federal government is an honest man or woman. If you're an honest man or woman and if you, you've witnessed criminal activity, please come forward, okay? Get your buddies together in the office. Come forward in a group so that it's obvious there is a united front. We have to change the way business is done in Washington, D.C., because right now it's being run by criminals. It's being run by a criminal enterprise headed up by a crime family known as the Bidens. So uh, obviously these people are concerned. Uh, they have no concept of law and order in this current government. People believe that they will be destroyed. They need to be guaranteed protection. 
And the only way they can do that is if they go on record. So uh, the second phase of Marjorie Taylor Greene's investigation into Mayorkas uh, is going to uh, be done under a subcommittee hearing entitled Biden and Mayorkas's Open Border, Advancing Cartel Crime in America. Like I said, the cartels are controlling the southern border. This is going to be followed by a full public committee hearing on July 19th so they can identify and examine the reckless open border policies that have uh, contributed to the current destabilization of the United States, the influx of fentanyl and child and uh, human trafficking into the United States. Alejandro Mayorkas is a uh, is a, a danger to this nation. Esther says, uh, Zach, thank you for a great show with good company. You're simply the best. Thank you so much, you guys. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, and, uh, thank you very much to, uh, all of our friends here on all the various platforms. I uh, appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, Liberty Bells says, I love you. Red Pill 78. Uh, God bless you. God bless you as well. Thank you very much. Um, so I have this, uh, this video here that I, I wanted to play. I've, I got a couple of, uh, pieces about Ukraine and, you know, kind of, uh, uh, the United States on the geopolitical stage. Uh, this is a, uh, a video of a Russian soldier discussing uh, his opinions of Western ideals and uh, our propaganda about the East and Russia. Um, but it's really, at the end of the day, uh, how the rest of the world sees us. And uh, it has a lot more to do with Joe Biden and this current criminal regime than anything else. And obviously the proxy war that's currently taking place between Russia and Ukraine. It's really uh, America and NATO and uh, and Russia. So, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, uh, uh, read the subtitles on screen because the video is in Russian. So allow me to turn this down just a little bit and then we'll go ahead and hit play. So he says, I'll speak about everything at once in general, in our society, due to the Americans controlling all of the internet, all information is being controlled globally based He knows what's up. It's been that way since the 1990s. An entire generation of ours has been brainwashed that everything is effing great over there. Everything's amazing. A paradise on earth, an effing beacon of democracy, all that shit. All I've got is shit. Our government is shit. Our lawmakers are shit. The police are shit. It's nothing but crap everywhere. Even though we've built an effing ton of roads, every family has an effing car, at least one or two for sure. If somebody has no car in the family, then he simply doesn't wish to buy one or he can't get a driver's license. But if there's a will after the 90s, the overall wealth has gone up by a shitload. But they keep trying to sell us that we live in shit and crap while the West is here as an example from this war. F, the leopards are the coolest effing tanks in the world. They are the shit. This effing equipment is super effing amazing. Effing F. (laughs) They effing got here and bathed in effing blood, these leopards. There's no automatic reloading. Effing nothing. They are super effing heavy. They get stuck. They are totally useless. Right there across from us, an effing ton of them got wrecked. There's a whole effing cemetery there now. The same will happen with their coolest Abrams tanks. It's just over-advertised junk. And it's the same with everything. Take any of our military vehicles against theirs. Ours run on any fuel. They're easily fixed, literally, everywhere. All our equipment is meant for war. And theirs is meant for weak showing off, for effing nothing but showing off. Look how cool it is. It has all the effing bells and whistles, effing this and effing that. Here, buy our stuff. (laughs) 
They are salesmen. So they push this all over the world. Their Patriot is a total piece of shit. Our airplane F in one shot. And the Patriot fired all of its 35 rockets into fake targets. And our airplane calmly effed it up. This effing amazing Patriot that they pushed to everyone, to Saudi Arabia, to Korea, Japan, Europe, to everybody and their mother. And it turns out we are capable of going like this and that's it. Those Americans aren't a big deal. They shit themselves and they will shit themselves more. I'm effing done. Awesome. Thank you. So talking about the fake propaganda being pushed by the American deep state that is controlling the Internet and the free flow of information. And then, of course, uh, also the uh, the condition of the military industrial complex. You know, it's much like everything else uh, here in the West. Uh, it looks shiny. It looks beautiful. Uh, but it's all designed to break so that you have to buy something else. He's absolutely right. And uh, with that, it is worth mentioning uh, that right now, that counteroffensive in Ukraine has been a disaster, an abject horror show for the people of Ukraine and for the Ukrainian military. He wasn't lying when he said that all those leopards were blown up in a graveyard there in Ukraine. Uh, and uh, it's not just uh, Russia that thinks that Ukraine is failing at their counteroffensive. I, I posted this yesterday uh, after the show. I my, Mele sent it over. I appreciate it. Um, the State Department was giving a statement about the, the state of Ukraine and the counteroffensive. Take a listen to this. I ask you about the president's conversations conversation with Erdogan, but in his time... To your first question, we believe the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. The war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. Uh, the secretary spoke to this in a speech he gave in Helsinki uh, last month, I believe it was. Uh, what's that? I'm sorry, a excuse me, a strategic failure for, for Ukraine. Uh, thank you for the correction. Um, uh, which is, oh, I, I need more than one cor correction today. A strategic, this is the first time at the podium for, for a week. I'm a little, I'm apparently a little rusty. So that's quite the Freudian slip. Uh, the counteroffensive has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. And I think that when you look at the evidence of that, well, I mean, you can tell that that is the case. Here, we see an unprecedented loss of those leopards that that Russian soldier was talking about. Uh, they're heavy, they're slow, uh, they're easily destroyed. Uh, and, you know, I mean, he, I, I think this is one of them. Or maybe this is one. I don't know. I don't know what these uh, the, these vehicles look like. But I can tell you that uh, they they did not last uh, when presented with uh, the the forces of Russia. Uh, here we go. Brad. That's a Bradley. OK, I know that one. I've seen that one before. There's the leopard. The tank. And here is some of them in action. Reports suggest that the Ukrainian forces have been successful in breaching the Russian defense lines in certain areas, while progress in other sectors remains gradual. Rus yeah, yeah, yeah. Very gradual. The Ukrainian army has lost over 26,000 men since this counteroffensive has begun. Over 3,000 items of military hardware failed 
Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shogu says that includes 12 U.S. Bradley fighting vehicles and 17 German Leo II tanks. Now, obviously, uh, Russia is a formidable military foe compared to Ukraine. And uh, the only reason that Ukraine is still fighting is because the United States keeps pumping more and more money in there. It's because uh, NATO continues to pump more and more money in there. But this is only uh, something that they can keep up for so long. Uh, you know, I don't want to see the United States humiliated on uh, a global stage in this fashion. Uh, but I'm not the one who is humiliating the United States. That would be Joe Biden and his uh, his, his current administration. Uh, he, he is still in Lithuania on this uh, whistle stop tour for NATO countries. Uh, Ukraine was hoping to be admitted into NATO. That didn't happen. And Vlad or Volodymyr Zelensky was uh, very upset about that. He took to Twitter and I guess went on a tirade. Uh, and when Biden was questioned uh, while hanging out with the Lithuanian president, he made this odd comment about um, sending troops into either Ukraine or Russia. Not quite sure because Joe Biden says a lot of things that don't necessarily make sense, but this could also be a Freudian slip, much like the State Department's statement about the strategic failure of Ukraine in this offensive. Let's take a listen. Pledge to, uh, to be with you has not wavered. It didn't take us long to get thousands of troops here when Russia invaded the second time. He said it didn't take us long to get thousands of troops here when Russia invaded the second time. Now, officially, there are no U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine. Um, however, when the revelations of this spring offensive were uh, published online by Jack Texera several months ago. The uh, the the young cadet, I, I don't know his rank, I'm sorry, but the young um, uh, military kid who had access to these documents and he published them on Discord, um, that actually did say that the United States had soldiers in Ukraine. So is Joe Biden like mixing his metaphors here? Is is he like obfuscating various operations in his mind? Or did he just admit on the global stage that the United States has troops in Ukraine, much in the same way that he just recently admitted that the United States is running out of ammunition uh, because Ukraine is running out of ammunition and we have to keep giving them our ammunition. Here is Joe Biden at the NATO summit uh, on stage. Uh, Vladimir Volodymyr Zelensky seemed to be the man of the hour, despite the fact that Ukraine was not admitted into NATO. It looked like all of these NATO member nations were interested in rubbing elbows with Volodymyr Zelensky. And it looks like uh, Joe Biden was just getting in the way. Let's go ahead and look. I mean, he's lost this dude. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden is way past his expiration date. There's no reason to trot him out anymore. All right. So a couple of final stories. The Satanic Temple's lawsuit claiming that they are having their religious freedom uh, violated by the state of Texas because they are unable to do their abortion rituals has been thrown out by a judge. A federal judge has dismissed it. So once again, we have at least one more 
uh, sane and logical federal judge. But uh, this was filed, uh, I believe, last year uh, by an ando who argued that Texas's strict abortion laws violate their right to a religious accommodation of its members to engage in the abortion ritual under the Texas Religious Freedom Restoration Act, so to engage in child sacrifice. Uh, They also claimed that the Satanic Temple has a constitutional right under the Texas Constitution to free exercise of their religious practices, including the abortion ritual and First Amendment conduct. Um, So uh, they claim that the ban on abortions is stopping them from killing babies when they want to. So uh, the judge wrote, for instance, the Satanic Temple is alleged to be a religion, but what is belief structure entails and how Texas law was applied against it isn't meaningfully, meaningfully explained. Also, unstated is how those laws impacted Ann Doe herself, who is included in the caption, but about whom nothing more is said. So the judge asserted that the Satanic Temple was acting in bad faith and that any repleting at this stage would manifest undue prejudice to a range of current and former defendants who still have little clue as to the exact nature of the claims being brought in this case. The court is also of the firm belief that any further attempt at repleting would be futile, Given that attorney Kaziah's filings became more conclusory, reductive, and intemperate over time, in line with his performance and obstinate conduct to date. So also bringing the plaintiff's attorney to heel there uh, in the decision. So the judge concluded that the amended complaint is willfully inadequate and deficient. It fails for jurisdictional reasons and would also likely fail for insufficient pleading of the merits. The plaintiffs will not be given leave to replete. So that case has been thrown out. Now, although we have a win against Satanism in that instance, you guys are never going to believe what the newest cartoon coming from Disney has to do with. It's about a young girl who inherits a cult from her father, which includes ritualistic killing and blood drinking. There actually is a human sacrifice that's shown in the cartoon. Uh, They are actually shown to be collecting the blood of this individual and multiple people drinking it, uh, standing around in uh, uh, robes, red hooded robes, uh, also with these uh, clear Illuminati symbolism on the the walls and on the floors. You've got a a triangle with an eye in the the interior. Uh, This is just, uh, uh, you know, par for the course when it comes to Disney and the things that they're pushing on children. Now, this television program is not geared towards children. It's showing on Hulu, uh, but anybody could watch it. All right. And it's a cartoon. So, of course, kids are going to end up watching it. You know, I remember when my daughter was young. Uh, Family Guy is not a show for kids. I wouldn't I didn't let her watch Family Guy, but she ended up seeing Family Guy because it was a cartoon and it was on everywhere. So I had, you know, I had overcome a whole bunch of stuff because of that stuff. Um, All right. But apparently this is not going to work. All right. Well, regardless, just trust me on this. This is a, a brand new cartoon on a Disney property about a cult there where they drink blood. Uh, Now, I I want to take you guys back a couple of years um, to this video right here. This was a TikTok of a mother, a leftoid mother, with her two blue-haired children. Well, one blue-haired children, child, and then another one that was slightly younger. But 
in this video, the kid exposes his mother for forcing him to participate in LGBTQ activities. And we have an update uh, because this family has continued to post videos about their LGBTQ plus journey. And um, and now we have a video from very recently. But remember, this is the mother being exposed uh, from the mouths of babes. I played this video a couple years ago when it first came out. To be LGBT? Um, no. no, I can choose what I want to be, but some, t- but... Go ahead, Lex. Go ahead. Keep talking. Say what you're saying. Um, my mom doesn't matter if I'm up, if I am gay or lesbian or any of that. She doesn't care. All she cares about is that I'm a part of it. And if I'm not a part of it, she'll try to convince me to uh, um, get, join it. Because I... What? Are you sorry right now? That, that's, uh, that kid is describing brainwashing. That kid is, is describing a method of control uh, designed to force them into something that does not naturally fit. And it's from the mouths of children where you hear the most honesty quite often. But the mother exposed by her own son. Continue to listen. Facts. That I would convince you to join what? The LGBTQIA plus community. You trust your mom, right? Yes. Okay. So. So here's the same mom a couple of years later. Uh, and I believe that is that same boy now also a couple of years older and things have not gotten better for him. Today while you're at school, I got a phone call. Technically, you've probably said this to yourself, like, I've wanted this for a long time. So I got this phone call today, and they asked me, and I wasn't sure how to answer. I wasn't sure what to do. They were like, excuse me, Cam's mom, do you want to bring Cameron in Monday morning at 9 a.m.? Like, get them off of school, have them come in Monday, December 6th at 9 a.m. for their first injection. Do you want to bring Cam in Monday morning at 9 a.m. for his first injection? So here we have uh, another child uh, being brainwashed by their leftoid mother uh, to engage in wholly unnatural and unnecessary medical treatments uh, that will probably disfigure him and scar him for life. The only reason he's excited about getting a a starting in estrogen injections and beginning his transition at a very young age. I mean, this kid looks to be maybe 12 uh, is because of the influence and uh, the uh, the impact of his mother. Uh, And as he said earlier on, her insistence that he take part in this movement. (laughs) Now, um, I'm fairly certain that this is him after he started injections doing his first drag show at the age of 13. And you've got these adults offering their praise 
uh, offering this child the the one thing that he probably wants. He wants to belong because all kids want to belong. All kids want to feel that they have a community, that they are surrounded by people who love and support them. And when the support is coming in this manner, it's the most damaging thing I can possibly imagine. First of all, it's disgusting to think about adults watching a child disrobe, uh, dance in a provocative manner, uh, and uh, and parade around for tips. All right, that's child abuse as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I think that the mother's insistence on his participation in this stuff, I think that's child abuse as well. So it's horrific that we went from him blasting his mom out on social media admitting that she would force him to be taking uh, an interest in this stuff to finally uh, taking injections to uh, begin the transition of, uh, of of making them from a boy into a boy with boobs uh, and then into uh, full-on drag shows offering their body up for tips. It's disgusting, and I think this mother deserves to be thrown in prison. Um Thank you very much to Scout65 for dropping that can. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall says, uh, Marshall Rob, something would be wrong if that was the woman's daughter acting like a stripper, let alone. And Surter, yeah, the tranny industrial complex. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, they have uh, essentially, yeah, they, they've created a, a brand new industry around this. We've got the COVID medical industrial complex. We've got the military industrial complex. We've got the tranny industrial complex. Think about how much money is being pumped into uh, the prescribing of hormones, uh, both to boys and girls, uh, unnecessary sex reassignment surgeries, uh, the revision surgeries that are necessary, you know, women getting their breasts cut off and then having to, oh God, there's just so much horrible stuff going on in the world today. All right, I think we are going to end it there. Make sure you tune in tonight at 9 p.m. with me and Brad over on Badlands Media for another edition of Altered state. We'll talk about that tonight at 9 p.m. when you join us. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who has supported the show today. I'm just going to make sure that I'm not missing anything <clears throat> over on Cash App. I don't think I did, but it's worth checking. Uh, thank you again uh, to um, hang on. This is from the other day, but spray and pray. Spray and pray. Thank you again from the other day. Spray and pray. And then let me just check on Ko-Fi before we jump off the line here. I No, I don't think that there's anything on Ko-Fi either. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh thank you. <laughs> yeah, she, Lisa's right. I I am a boob man and I don't understand anybody wanting to cut their boobs off. That doesn't make any sense to me. All right. Join me tonight 9 p.m. Eastern on Altered States, uh, on Badlands Media with my good friend Brad. Thank you very much to everybody who donated over on Foxhole and for the uh, couple of donations on Rumble. Appreciate you guys. Sean Joe, thank you for that pair of shades. I'm going to go ahead and pass out the gold pills right now. And <clears throat> I hope you will join me either tonight or tomorrow, once again, at 5 p.m. Eastern for another edition of Red Pill News Live. Good luck, everyone, and God bless. We'll see you later.
it looks like LKW Cross donated on Ko-Fi after the uh, airing of President Trump's rally said, I loved hearing you sing the national anthem. Or, or was it, uh, God bless the USA. That's right. All right. See you guys.